Hi, welcome to Tangible Takeaways, episode eight. My name is Tim, and I'm going to be talking about what it means to follow Jesus, not just because it's what we do, not because it's a rules that are set there, but because we love him and we have a relationship with him. Hey, and I'm Stephen. I'm going to talk a little bit about what does it look like to be reminded of the truth, and then how do we have, hopefully, a good, deep fellowship with Jesus. Let's get into it. Well, it's so good to be with you again today. I get a little bit of a different role. Usually it's Jackson sitting in this chair, but today I get to be the one in control of the takeaways, got the laptop and got our questions ready and we're good to go. Um, what are some great things that you kind of took away from this message, things that stood out? I know I've got a handful of things, but I want to ask you, what are some things, some tangible takeaways that you could give us for today? Yeah, I think what, uh, you know, a few things that really hit me, maybe I'll share one and then you can share one. We'll back and forth with yeah. each other a little bit. But um, the first one was just um, this idea of how do we remind ourselves consistently of just the truth? And mm-hmm. so how do we how do we dwell in the truth? How do we interact with it? Um, and I have found that, at least in my personal life, I just feel like our culture, especially here in America, mm-hmm. is really um, full of distractions. And not even just distractions, but also like, let's replace the truth. And you hear a lot, you know, today people saying, well, this is my truth. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, gosh, what a, what an instrument of the enemy to really um, distract us from our mission Mm -hmm. and then also replace it with his, with his, which is destruction, which is, um, you know, not following after what God has called us to do. And so... um, you know, it might sound really simple and really, you know, sort of subtle, but it is like, how do I build in regular rhythms of being reminded mm-hmm. of the truth? How do I consistently interact with the truth? And then how do I allow that to flow into my life? You know, it's kind of like that preparation step of the Oikos challenge. And then how does that then uh, come out from me into my Oikos, right? Yeah. As I invest in them, as I'm inviting, and how does how does that really build sort of this um, very virtuous cycle in my life, right? Yeah. No, I completely agree. One of the things I think of right when you say that is, you know, the enemy's distracting us. And one of the biggest ways I feel like that he distracts us is with stuff like this. It's with our phones. It's with social media and how easy it is for him to get in there, um, whether it be Instagram, whether it be Facebook. I mean, you see so many movements that are happening right now, so many things that are happening. I mean, countries themselves are being completely manipulated with with these social media platforms. And it's insane that these tiny little devices that are in our hands can be such a huge avenue. It can be done for good, but just as, you know, what I intended or just, you know, something can be used for good, but it can also be used for evil as well. And so when you talk about the distractions, I just think of how many times, man, I can be so plastered. Even last week, I remember I was spending way too much time looking at the news, mm. way too much time. I was on BBC, I was on Fox News, I was on all these things. And I was starting to see myself getting anxious. Mm. I was starting to see myself feel almost like a depression. And then it hit me like, dude, how much time are you spending on your phone and not on your Bible? How much time are you spending looking at Facebook or Instagram when you could be spending that time thinking about who Jesus is and how I can better reach my oikos? In a sense, it was the enemy's way of distracting me from the mission that Jesus yeah. gave me. Mm. And even thinking through like building up that that love, that that 
that defense, if you may, one of the things we have to do is we have to constantly be in our word. We have mm-hmm. to constantly be in prayer. We have to be thinking biblically about everything. And one of the ways that I think we can do that is a handful of ways. First one is when you wake up, instead of going straight to your cell phone for that distraction, is going into your Bible, spending time in prayer, spending time in the Word, because I feel like when you start your morning off that way, that's the very first thing that's in your mind. And I always think about your relationship with God and in the same way as a relationship with a spouse or a significant other. When you first meet that person, what do you do? You think about them all the time. You text them. You have this conversation like, I want to get to know you. I remember the first like night just texting back and forth with my wife. She was my girlfriend back then, but with my wife saying, so what do you like? What music do you like listening to? Like, Mm. what's your favorite food? What's this and what's that? And you had so much pleasure learning about them. And it's the same way with God. Mm. What makes what makes God's heart beat? What Mm. what does he love? What does he want me to do? What Mm. is his vision? for me and it's important to have yourself grounded not on your social media not on your cell phone but on the word of god Mm -hmm. and having that communication as well because in a relationship too communication is a huge thing you know you and i both know if your your spouse when you say hey is everything okay yeah it's fine okay well yeah it it could be fine but there might be a little bit more layers to that and being able to have that conversation and build that relationship up, it's, mm. it's crucial. Mm. Yeah, something else Brian said too is uh, just encountering the real Jesus. Mm-hmm. And for some, maybe they're like, is, are there more Jesus than the real one, yeah. right? And so, but again, I think this is a tool of the enemy where um, in a sense, uh, many people are kind of fashioning a very comfortable um, Jesus for themselves, yeah. one that they can kind of say, here's all the things I like about you know, uh, who Jesus is, certain attributes, but other parts maybe I don't like I don't as like much. Yeah. And so I'm going to lean into these and ignore these other ones. And so I was even just thinking through, um, you know, the, the idea of fellowship. And, you know, you talked to him about even like as you were getting to know, you know, your wife mm-hmm. and how you were pursuing her and investing in that relationship. And again, I think many times today, um, uh, again, our world has sort of said, here's here's a comfortable Jesus that, like, you don't actually pursue the truth of yeah. who Jesus is and what he's calling us to be. Mm-hmm. You pursue the comfortable things. Yep. And so even the idea of, you know, Jesus loves us is totally true, but yeah. he also has high expectations of us yeah, as well. Yeah, he's still a holy God. And so we'll stop, yeah, right, just with like, well, hey, Jesus, Jesus loves me mm-hmm. and there's love and we're all comfortable and this is very, you know, very safe. Yeah. Uh, but we don't really delve into Jesus as God. Jesus yeah. is holy. And he and he calls us to be like him. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a high that's a high standard. It's a high expectation. <laughs> and yeah. so I was even just thinking through how do we do we approach fellowship with Jesus to be more about like, hey, let's just be friends, mm-hmm. right? And I, we all have friends that maybe we're very congenial with, we're, we're casual with, we can just check in periodically. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what we do with Jesus, right? Like, hey, man, yeah. you still good? I'm good. Cool. All right. Well, yeah, we're chill. We're good. hey, maybe I'm having kind of a rough day. Can I talk to you about it real fast? Okay, cool. You know, see you next time. Yeah. And so I think how do we approach fellowship with him, not just as Jesus' friend, but man, he is, he is God. He is Savior. Mm-hmm. He is king. Mm-hmm. This is not a, a, a relationship of peers or equals. Yeah. <laughs> like I approach him as father. Yeah. You know, and as we even think about like the difference of your relationship with your wife than maybe with even me or a friend. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's like there's a totally different posture that yeah. you have with that relationship. 
as you should, mm-hmm. right? Because of the commitment that you, you know, and the covenant you've made, you know, with your wife. And so do we think of that with, with Jesus, right? Or do mm-hmm. we just think of it more as, hey, you're, you're, you're out there, man, yeah. you know, and, and we'll check in and we'll do our thing. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. So that really struck me too of what does, how does fellowship look different even the fellowship you and I have yeah. versus the fellowship we have with our fathers yeah. and, and, and with Jesus. Yeah. yeah, I think it's interesting. One of the things, because I used to do student ministries here at High Desert Church, and one of the things I challenged my students to, to think through is society paints us this picture of who Jesus is. And a lot of the times, um, if we haven't grown up in the church or if mm-hmm. we haven't read our Bibles, we get this perception of Jesus. Like you're saying, like, oh, he's just your friend. You know, I think of the Buddy Christ guy going like that. Yeah, right. Or you think of, you know, those cartoon shows that suddenly Jesus appears and he's just like, hey, bud, yeah. how's it going? Yeah. And even though that seems innocent, we can ha 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 ha. Uh, for someone else, that might be the only thing they've ever seen Jesus as. Mm. And it's the same thing like, yeah, you know, Jesus Jesus is a friend that you can talk to, that you can, mm. you know, spill your heart out to. But at the same time, he's also a holy God and mm. he's a king. He's a set apart, yeah. holy God yeah. who is completely different than us in his nature and all of that. And so, yeah, that's a great well, point. Well, even like cartoons aside, because I agree with you, again, there's sort of this... Um, secular safe Jesus that you know is is out there in media or whatever yeah but I think um, as we talk about here at HTC all the time um, the Oikos principle and the idea that our front row we should be hopefully one of the the best representations of yeah. who Jesus is by our lives, by our lives. right and mm-hmm. so granted there's going to be competing images being you know sort of driven from those those places but if we are not, um, again, this kind of comes back to the remaining in, in Jesus, the reminder of what the truth is, yep. um, learning just honestly, it's discipline. Like, how do I, like you said, instead of, you know, opening up social media, how do I uh, spend those 15 minutes instead in the word? Mm-hmm. Um, but our, our front row, like they are watching, you know, just like, again, we're, you know, many others are watching other avenues of sort of what is, what is Jesus or, or what should we believe? And so how do we recognize that high responsibility of, man, I've got eight to 15 people that maybe I'm the best representation yeah. of Christ to them. And so how do I exercise discipline then in my own fellowship to make sure that they have the best possible idea and yeah. picture of that, that should be so different than what they're getting from the media and the fruit of our lives should be um, so compelling. Of like, yeah. Man, like there's something different about you mm-hmm. and it's not just the things you say. It is just the, man, all, all kind of the, the different attributes of your life and how you respond both to circumstances and mm-hmm. the consistency in this person you call Jesus and yeah. how you approach him. Yeah, I always think of what Paul said that we are now grafted into the body, the promise of Israel. Yeah. And I tend to think of whenever I hear that, I'm like, okay, Israel's role, their goal that God gave them was to be that shining light, was to be yeah. their, his representation to the rest of the nations. And so if that was his expectation for Israel, that's now, as you were saying, the expectation for us, that we need to now be the representation of Jesus, of mm-hmm. God, to the, our oikos, to the people. Yeah. My father-in-law always says this quote when he teaches premarital, and it's in reference to marriage, but it could be applied to our lives too, that your marriage or your life in this case might be the only Bible that someone ever reads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Might be the only image of God that anyone ever sees. And when I heard that, I was like, oh man, it just made me think through, even as I'm thinking through actions this week, I'm like, man, have I really been that this week? I really <laughs> hope so, because that's yeah. a huge expectation. 
but it's a serious one, like you said. It's yeah. one to always have that reminder of, am I really being the best representation of mm. Jesus in the lives of my oikos mm. that I could possibly be? Yeah. It's interesting. You know, we both have uh, young boys, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so it's funny, like, uh, you know, Father's Day just happened. So I got yeah. this little note, right, that said, like, how old is your dad? And so he put, like, 15. <laughs> you like, got that, too. I, I got like, that. I was like, I was like oh, boy. 15. I really you know? hope I represented myself well. But it started asking all these questions, like, what's his favorite food? Yeah. You know, what is, what's the favorite thing that he does? Mm-hmm. Those are always such interesting glimpses into, like, you have an idea of who even you are as yeah. a father, but, like, what actually your your kids are picking up on. And I think the same idea um, is true of our oikos, right? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that struck me is uh, he put on there something about, um, you know, what does your dad do? I forget what the question was. And his response was, um, when he gets home, he'll say hi to me while he continues a phone call. And so I was like, man, you know, maybe there's a lesson for me there that, you know, that manifested on this little sheet of things. And it's not it's not bad, but at the yeah. same time, is that really like what I want to sort of show up on this card of, of activities that I do or yeah. whatever, you know? And so it was a good, um, a little bit of accountability piece for me of yeah. like, how can I be more intentional when I get home just to be better about not, not you know, maybe handling some last minute work things or whatever. Yeah. So I think the same is true of our oikos, right? Like yeah. if we were to pull our oikos and give do, them the same little sheet, and give hey, them a little sheet yeah. you know, what would appear on their feedback, right? And and I don't know, maybe even try that with some of them just say, how do you feel I I, I am as, a, as you perceive good. me as a dad or or as a son, or as a you know, uh, whatever, you yeah, know, a coworker, etc. Yeah. And again, it might be it might be fascinating to see what feedback would come back. But I think if we think through the lens of how do I, how do I hopefully live my life to be um, worthy of the calling that Jesus has placed on me, mm-hmm. but also that my front row is seeing that fruit. Right? Yeah. And the feedback would be like, yeah, man, like pretty solid guy. I'm still not sure, you know, how, how do I attain all the things that maybe, you know, this person has, has uh, consistently demonstrated, but now I'm super curious to learn more about what that looks like. And I'm ready maybe to even accept that invite, right? Yeah. To come to church for the first time or small group or whatever. So mm-hmm. anyway, that was another kind of thing that kind of coincided, you know, as a takeaway, if yeah. you will, for me. Man, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. One of the things I really like that he said is a quote, and I bring it up because it's something I've seen a lot with you because, you know, we've yeah. basically grown up together yeah. with, you know, we're working the same job again just like we did years yeah. ago. <laughs> and right. one of the things I remember working at a restaurant, people would always say to you, and I heard Brian quote it this week, is you can't do that because you're a Christian, right? Mm. And then Brian saying, no, I don't do it because I don't want to. And I remember so many times at that restaurant, people asking you that, like, oh, so you can't do this because you're a Christian, right? And I just love that quote because I, that made me even think about it too. Like, do I still, like, do I act like that even in my own life? Am I not doing this because, you know, the Bible says not to, or am I, am I doing it because I, because Jesus, because I now have the same mindset as Christ? Yeah. So I thought that was a fantastic quote. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think a lot of times it's more about the perception of, well, it's very legalistic, right? Like mm-hmm. being a Christian is all about, you know, you got to be a goody two shoes and you yeah, can't do all these all different the rules, things. Check the check box. And you're so right. I mean, it really does come down. It comes back to relationship and it comes back to, man, I've got such a, a deep commitment to, to Jesus that really my wants and desires have been attenuated to his his plan for my life, yeah. right? And so um, it, it has shifted um, my my perspective, my my focus, 
how I invest my time. And I, I even think back to the, the marriage example. I remember when I uh, met my future wife, um, my my behaviors changed. I remember I yeah. spent money differently. I spent time differently. I I um, thought differently, and that was all born out of what it was. This new relationship with my future bride. Yeah. Right? And so and that and that those decisions continue on today. Right now, even in parenting and and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And so my literally the things that I care about have changed mm-hmm. because of that. And so yeah. I think the same is true with Christ. Right. Yeah. As we have that deep relationship with Jesus. Our, our wants and desires should change, right, yeah. to reflect the depth of that relationship. Yeah, it's interesting you even mentioned that because I remember I got married in September and that very next month I sold all my video games. Yeah. And everyone was like, why did you sell your Xbox? And I was like, because my priorities have changed now because right. I don't want to be distracted with this. My right. priority now is to spend time with my wife mm. at night and get to know her. And there is that shift of priorities. It's that shift of what what gives me not what gives me that's the wrong way to put it but the priorities have shifted of mm-hmm. saying no i'm going to invest my time i'm going to invest my energy yeah. on this relationship mm-hmm. now yeah yep and that's why i think again we as believers with our front row if we can help our front row to understand this isn't about a relationship with the rules it's mm-hmm. a relationship with a person, person. right and yeah. so maybe you look at the bible as just like a, a big stick that you've been maybe even beaten with before in the past. I, I mean, that figuratively, right? Mm-hmm. But like you've had believers that have, have maybe shouted in your face, like just all, all the rules, right? Like, yeah. hey, you're sinning and you're terrible and all the things. And that's what I love, especially about HTC and, and just our, our ministry here is that it really is more about, it's about relationship. Yeah. Truth really. for sure, but also the grace and, and the, the idea of how can I walk this journey along with you as, mm-hmm. as so long as you're in my front row, so yeah. to speak, right? And um, and I think that is where we will see our world change, right? Yeah. As we do that with our oikos. Yeah, to that makes me think of Paul when he's in the Acropolis and they say, like he's sitting there, he's quiet. And then they say, sir, do you have a word for us? And he's mm. like, well, actually I do. He didn't stand up there and say like, you're all pagans and you're all, mm. you know, going to judgment. He waited there for that relational part. They mm. saw him. He's like, oh, okay, there's something different about this guy. Hey, mm. why don't you share what's different about you? Yeah. And I agree with you. I think that the relational aspect is there that opens the door for yeah. then that conversation to happen. Yeah. Last quick thought is, you know, obviously John is uh, battling um, what was already emanating, I mean, just years after Jesus ascended to heaven, right? Yeah. Which was already heresy, already... You know, people that are like, I think, I think actually the truth is different, and so yeah. here's my truth, right? So this Gnosticism, um, and wh- I like what Brian said is that John literally spent time physically with Jesus, mm-hmm. right? And so, I mean, what a what a gift to have. So what he was doing was saying, I have relationship with him. I mm-hmm. walked with him. What you're saying is not true, yeah, right? And I and I'm not beating you over the head with it, but I am going to call it for what it is. Yeah, there's no in in between ground, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, his relationship with Jesus then as that extended to, you know, his oikos, his ministry, so on and so forth, all the way down 2,000 years later, mm-hmm. as we all share, you know, not like a person, like a, a physical relationship is the better way to say that. Yeah. But we are, in a sense, getting to still reflect in the same way the truth of like, here's who he is, right? And here's now the truth of that. Um, of his, uh, like who Jesus is, lived out through my life so that way you can also 
then experience that relationship with him as you come to know him as your yeah. personal savior and then start your journey, your walk with him, right? Yeah. And so, it, but it all, came, it all came back to that relationship, you know, the one that John originally had mm -hmm. and how even those were creating their own Jesus, he was like, no. That's not who it is. <laughs> yeah, not who, you're completely I, wrong. I yeah. know who he is. Like, that's not who he is. Let me, let me remind you of the truth. Mm -hmm. Let me invite you back into the fellowship, yeah. right? And those were kind of, again, some of the main points that I took away from what Brian shared with us this past weekend. Yeah, so good, so good. Well, it's been so good to be with you, Stephen. Yeah, so man. good to be Thanks with you guys me. too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with Tangible Takeaways. Again, my name's Tim, this is Stephen, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>